Hey, what's up everyone out there? Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Addicted Fishing Podcast. We're back in the new studio here. If you're on our YouTube members only channel or you're on our Addicted Fishing Podcast on YouTube, thank you so much for watching these videos. As you know, we film them. We're going to do some cool stuff with the set in the background, but just eventually haven't had, we haven't had time yet. <laughs> One day it'll be more than it, it looks color good. Right? It's blank. Green? It's blank. I don't know. It's blank. I'm feeling more colorblind than ever lately. We got Josh in the house. What's up, guys? How's it going? Back again. Back, Back again. again yeah. He's like, yeah, I haven't been in a video for like a year. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? You're we're, in all the videos. We're trying to convince him he's in the best one, too. Yeah. Two of the best <laughs> Trying ones. to sell it to me? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, dude, no, you're really. The, let me show you. Club. You're in the crew. You're my best friend. You're in the crew. <laughs> I didn't come last week because I was fishing. Yeah, how's steelhead season been for you, Josh? Uh, not as good as it used to be, but you caught a still giant, good. I you? did catch a couple giants on my vacation, which was nice. It seems like that's all you really, you really caught was a couple of really nice fish. Yeah. Everyone you caught that you showed me a picture of was like fish of the year. Giants. Seriously. A couple giants. Seriously. Especially the last one. He got a really pretty. No, it's, definitely it's, me it's and Marlon talked about this too. Yeah. It's that time of year now where, where these fish going. are starting to show a little, little color. I haven't necessarily, I haven't really caught any colored up fish, but the fish that you caught the day, double stripe. The, That's like the character of the fish. Most memorable. That's what I said earlier. If it was six inches, it still would have been the coolest fish I've ever seen. But no, some of the fish that we're catching lately, I still haven't seen any really colored up ones. Even you and I fish. We caught a kelp, but it was still chrome, which was really weird. March 9th, not really too early to catch a downer. A kelp, everybody, is a fish that has spawned already. It's a, it's a steelhead that's going back to the ocean. And so they tend to feed a lot on the way out, and they still fight really awesome, and they're beautiful fish, and they're they're healthy. But it's weird to see it. In it March. was crazy. Is I caught another one on Tuesday. Yeah, another one that was spawned. I caught out. one on vacation too. Slammed a spoon. I thought it was a big fish, but ended up being this little turd. Mm-hmm. No pictures because you know, <laughs> look like a, <laughs> like a trout. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's just a dude. I think it's just that early run of fish that came in. You know, in November, December, January. Yeah. And then we have these later ones that come in. And they literally like come in and they're spawning. Yeah, right when they get here. One of the nicest fish you and I caught the other day, we, we floated in, uh, with our good friend Simung. Well, now good friend, didn't know him before. Yeah. But Simung came out, a fellow YouTuber, and uh, we got him into his first steelhead ever and then his biggest steelhead ever. Yeah. A very nice Dude, one. That one that he got with you was, it was beautiful. Nice. And just the way it went, just the setting too. Marlon was rowing for the, one of the first times <laughs> of, my, of my life. I was sitting with my feet up on Big Red kick back and like just flip my bobber out and his was right and marlon goes cast in front of the boat smung guided him right into it and his bobber <laughs> just goes about 20 feet and it, i didn't see the bobber somebody did but the bobber no it's a monk remember like, he goes he goes my bobbers my bobbers are oh fish 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 like just your typical just like didn't realize it, it was gonna happen and, yeah and it was you know but it was kind of the the case of where do you want to go and catch three fish yeah. almost the whole season you know we had some good days. Cameron, even I know, had a couple of really good days. Cam got seven today. You know, typical legendary status. Legend. He's never gonna get less than seven. Doesn't matter if they're cutthroat or. The best day I had on my whole vacation was five fish, and I was like, "Yes, that's a good day." I mean, even yeah, that's a good day. The thing is, is we're all always chasing those like days that we remember where we hooked twelve. And I always tell my dad or, that I'm like, "Oh yeah, when, when you we came and we had a triple, like twelve on this river." Yeah, and it doesn't happen anymore. But yeah. I still enjoy it. It was still fun to like rewind and like just chill and actually catch fish. Well, and you still have those mixed in, like what Jordan was saying. Like, I feel like there is, there has been a lot of days that's like, you know, you get one or you get three or you get zero and then all of a sudden you get 10 and then you're back to like two and three and one. So there's those days are still there. And I think that's what keeps you like 
going back every day. I can't see why it, it's been like that this year, though. I'm just the last two seasons Conditions in particular. Really last year too. was really good. I've I caught a ton of. I do not know how many steelhead I caught last year. Yeah, clients and stuff like it was a very. You could have that stupid mentality where it's like year. one and done. Yeah, but I'm wondering <laughs> what could possibly have led to these last couple of years. It seems to me just predation. And I don't think even as adults, I just think these, like the smolts are getting killed or something. I don't think it's that at all. I and think that the, the fish are late. Yeah, they're I mean, late. Look at the late. fish you just got the other day. They've been coming I back. blanked yesterday dude, on my very favorite river. On our river. To get to. Dude, on our river that we fish every day that I fish my entire life, if you, they close it every year on March 15th. If you go watch the falls on April like 16th, there is hundreds of fish jumping that thing every single day. They don't show up, dude. They show up so much later than what we are used to. And a lot of it's because we've eliminated all these hatchery fish. So we've eliminated all those early returning fish. And the ones that are left are these natural returning later stock fish. And they close the rivers and we can't fish them. It's a spring. It's a spring steelhead season, just like almost in Alaska. Just like Alaska. Yeah. Just like all those rivers. Like the fish are going back to how they used to be here, and it's frustrating because I've been talking to Cam about it. Like, why don't they change some of our seasons? Like, why don't they leave yep. some of these rivers open? That's been March my 31st? idea from the first year I ever fished in Washington, and I saw <laughs> what was going on, and. And that was literally two years ago. Yeah. And first, my first opinion of it was they need to change the season because they, they let people. Cam said so it's impact. On. Right. But that's what he said it is. Right. So like in the early season, there's only a little bit of fish. So you're not touching very many Can't fish. You're not impacting them very many because there's not that many to even touch. If they let you fish right in the bulk of the season when all the fish are showing up, you're going to impact a lot more fish, which is then going to hurt the fisheries, what they claim, which is completely idiotic because we know that that doesn't happen to fish. Catch and release fishing is much less more much less impactful than Alaska trout fishing, for example. Oh, man. Some of those fish have you literally have zero freaking mouths even left on their faces because they've been caught 200 times and they're still alive and completely healthy and still fighting just as hard as the first time i'm not saying their face needs to be all messed up no but anybody out there get that that opinion but the fact is it just shows the resilience of the species what i'm saying is you saw a lot of those fish there that looked like they had been hooked a lot of times and what i was using that as a point of is like Obviously, you can catch and release fish, and it doesn't affect them. It's being shown Especially on some rivers right. in Russia. In the Atlantic Salmon Preserve, there's a couple of lodges on the Yenzi and a couple of different rivers up there. They're Atlantic Salmon Preserves, and it's fly fishing only. They're basically the entire stretches of the river are in this refuge where only a couple of lodges have access to, and the guides actually conduct the science survey on these fish and tag every single one. And they've like completely destroyed any of these steelhead survey and these 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 studies that have been done in the Pacific Northwest completely destroyed the idea of impact from from catch release fishing. Most of the fish they were getting caught four to five times and still successfully spawning. In, yeah. In the well, we've we've and, proved and, we have our own studies going right here. And, and they're look on at any fly rods, which are just was proven in a study from Idaho to be more more you know. Higher more mortality do- rate. higher mortality rate and more detrimental on the on the fish when being how caught. Long it takes to catch, yeah, long to catch, usually. and and then the, the time handling. It's the pretty fish. crazy and ballsy of Idaho fishing game, but if the data is there and the data and the research there, that's pretty insane to to think that there is now a study and science that says hooking and landing those fish on a fly rod is actually increases the mortality rate versus oh, us with a spinning rod. Thirty-seven percent. Thirty-seven percent. 
Yeah. How so, much tired, more tired those fish are. So one of my favorite way harder YouTubers to land them on and one person I hope to fish with more than anybody in the future is Captain Quinn. And he did this deal the other day on, on what he said, he, he did a video on if catch and release was bad. And he said one in 10 die. And I'm like, I'm, there's no way. And I respect the guy to the ends of the earth, but that statistic was way too high for me. I that's want to say dude, one he's, in a 50. He's going he always, off data though. That is the current data that's out there. That's like been public for 50 years. Yeah. That's what they claim. Yeah, is our mortality rate. Well, That's what I've they say. I've never heard a lot of people throw any numbers around. That's why I use him as an example. And I know he's an incredible fisherman and, and conservationist. But I think I would say like one in 50, one in 100 maybe. If I killed one, if I killed two steelhead this season, three on, on catch and release basis, other than killing hatchery fish, I'd say I might have killed two. Might have, where I let him go and I was like, oh, that fish was bleeding or, or something was wrong with it to where I felt bad. But I still guarantee it, it survived. I would put money. Like, the way we, we fish out of, nowadays out of versus you know what you're talking about like 50 years ago. Oh yeah, it's different. Bait. We fish bait. jigs. We fish worms. Not only yep, yeah, dude, and none of that stuff troll. gets gutted. Yeah. We our steelhead anglers nowadays are they've come so much further than what they used to be back in those days. I mean, everyone used treble hooks, freaking big old barb. Like every the, the way you fished for the fish were so different than what it is now. Those guys didn't care. They didn't. They thought that they the fish were invincible, that they could do anything to them, and they were going to live. And it's just not the case. But we have proven now as steelhead anglers, and I think us as addicted and all you followers out there, we've done a good job as a team to like show people that like we can take care of these fish. We can, you know, practice you know safe handling, safe releasing of them, using the landing nets, not dragging them up on the bank, not smashing their heads on the rocks. And because we do that stuff, they don't have near as a high mortality rate. I I think you know, me and Marlon both talked about this a lot, and it was kind of I got approached by a, a representative basically from a, a certain style of fishery, and decided to have a sit down and like really kind of hash some stuff out with that person. And she said to me, "What what have you done for wild steelhead?" And I I looked at her and I was like, "Man, I've done more for you know I've been doing this for twenty five years, and what have you done for wild steelhead?" And I said, "Have you ever made a video about how to properly handle them?" Or talked about the importance of of safe practice, or or this, and she thinks and that our like our videos are ruining wild steelhead fishing and killing them. But we've done more for wild steelhead out of the aspect of education and and advocacy than anybody has in a long time, other than these big advocacy groups, any social media group. Nobody stands for the fish and like takes their time to go not out like and, we it's do been a and long like talk time. about how to handle it and like make fun of people who don't handle it. Like you would be embarrassed to have somebody post. You can't post a picture of you holding a native by gills on the internet anymore. Where has that come from? That's what I was going to say. It's been a long time since you've seen a fish covered in sand or anything like that anymore. You're just going to get, like, that's... that's No, and I I would 100%... Exactly, Josh. I'm proud to say that. I would 100% stand by that, Jordan. I think, you know, that's been a a huge practice practice that we've preached. You know, people... A lot of times we we get these haters out there and we get these people kind of saying that we have... What do you do for the fishery? It's like, I want to look at that lady and be like, what in the hell have you done for this Mm -hmm. fishery? What have you done for wild steelhead? You're doing the exact same thing that you're claiming is bad that we do. You're exploiting the fishery. You own a business that if you don't catch steelhead, your business doesn't survive. You're doing the same thing that you're mad at us for saying we do, but what have you actually done? Yeah, you've done studies and you've done these things for your own specific river, but we're influencing hundreds of thousands of anglers, literally, yeah. hundreds of thousands and we're changing the way they think about wild steelhead they we, used to be able to kill them 
and you know, not even have to tag mm-hmm. them. Twenty, like thirty years ago, not even our lifetime. Every video we put out, every every single thing that we preach is about protecting and taking care of and cherishing these fish, and we are teaching future generations to do that. Future gener or previous generations, unfortunately, they didn't do that, but they didn't know. They didn't understand what could happen to the fish. Some of the issues that we're facing now. No, yeah, we're facing a lot different issues. The The other thing that we're doing that I feel like is extremely huge for wild steelhead is we're educating people that you don't have to kill every single thing you catch. You know, we we as addicted that are. You know, that keep you enjoying your food and appreciating your catch. Yeah, and, and we, you know. we do catch and cooks and stuff, but when it comes to steelhead, we go out and we make these videos that are about just, like, being out there and having fun in the wild and catching these fish. And, yeah, we want to catch a lot of them. Who doesn't? Some of these people themselves have said, they, oh, we used to catch 20. You know, what happened to that? You know, it should be okay if you want to catch 20. Who cares? As long as you're practicing safe handling and you're taking care of these fish, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Nothing funny to wrong see, with like, it. Even my dad, like he's 60, 62, 63, whatever. He could not stand when we would go steelhead fishing to see me release a fish. Like he hated it. <laughs> but now like his attitude has changed. Like he gets just as excited when, when I catch a fish to watch it get released. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just the attitude has changed. The mentality's changed, right? Oh, it used right? to be like rape and pillage. Let's kill as many fish as we possibly Exactly. <laughs> and I feel like, again, <laughs> like I'm really Lord. glad you brought that up, Jordan. I know that this podcast has kind of been all over the place, but I'm glad we You've kind of spoke to that. This, the state of the fishery almost. I like it. Well, I'm glad that you spoke about that because I, you know, we don't talk about it enough. Like we kind of just naturally do those things in our video content, but we don't actually come out and say, hey, here is what we've done for Wild Steelhead. And so I'm glad that you brought that up and talked about it. You know, we literally create a net that we make zero, practically zero profit on for one purpose and one purpose only to educate anglers on how to safely handle and release steelhead. These are handmade. We make literally barely any margin when it's all said and done for one reason only to protect and teach people how to handle wild steelhead. So any of the naysayers out there that say otherwise need to, the little doesn't ever actually bite him, everybody. Seriously, pull just your head out. <laughs> He's just giving him a sniff. He little just gives him a kiss. He doesn't actually bite him. Gives him some love. Gives him some love. And mind you, the thing has a sea lion Dude, scar down the side. Part of, of the, the hate that I see come from a lot of that stuff, Jordan, and even that, that person that you were... I don't like when he bites him either. Y'all. That person that you were talking about in general, it's so funny because it's like... They're just upset that we're like fishing somewhere that they like think they own or something like that's what a lot of that comes from. Like when I get the, the hate from people, it's like, well, you're, I used to, I fished this river for 35 years and I've never seen this many people on it. I'm like, okay, dude. So for 35 years, you've enjoyed a fishery that was absolutely amazing. Let's let someone else enjoy it. That's my mindset. Like, yeah. I don't care. Like it's public I land. So it it's be your public mindset. access. A lot We've of these areas are access to a lot of public land, especially I've never seen it more dramatic than in Washington state. There's no more public land. Like we have rivers. We have you entire wife on the phone because she didn't get the permit thing dialed in 30 seconds after it was posted. Like that's the world we live in. And now. that permit, dude, there is entire river systems that get all sorts of steelhead behind that's, those that's permit areas that you can't even day. fish soon. Yeah. You can't it's not even fish. Five hundred bucks. It's going to be ten grand, and that's how fishing is going to going to be if we don't actually listen to people that are educated, like Cameron and and like these groups that 
are slowly progressing and, and building and uh, kind of make a stand for it because I think a lot of it is is these big companies who own these land masses and and the power companies and so on and so forth. They have that's their money that pays for the fish because of their because they're making money from the dam. It's, yeah, but there, dude, you say that a lot, Jordan. But there is a lot of money that goes to the state of Washington and the state of Oregon and the state of California for one thing and for one thing only: fishing. Yeah. Period. Like they get all sorts of budget. How do you think they pay for WDFW employees? Like they get a lot of budget, and a lot of these states, like they understand that managing fisheries correctly will bring revenue to the state. I mean, look at Alaska. That's how they manage their fisheries. It's like. They want to bring sport fishermen to the fishery. So I agree. Yeah. There's a lot of those groups out there, Jordan, that don't necessarily care about fish and they don't care about steelhead. And I, you know, they care more about like development and big business and, and power. Dollar. And yeah. I get it. There's a lot of them out there, but the, as long as we have guys like Colt that are young dudes getting into the sport and all these new people that we're influencing that continue to carry on the tradition of fishing and we all stand together to protect it, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. It's too massive. I mean, you look at fishing on, I mean, just take fishing on a YouTube scale. Fishing is one of the biggest categories on YouTube. That's why people will get nervous like, oh, they're going to get rid of fishing just like they're doing it. No, they won't. It makes them too much money. Like, a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, think about how many YouTube channels are that are fishing channels. You know, fishing is a huge thing. It's It's in our heritage. Yeah, it's a dying thing. But I think that's why groups like us are so important. Truly, though, it isn't. There's more people right now fishing. You told me this yeah. the other day. Yeah, that's Fish. apparent. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, and that's the other thing people don't uh, understand. You know, when you're talking about, oh, the rivers are so busy. Well, yeah. When you shut down fishing. every single movie theater, every restaurant, everything, people go, oh, well, what can I do? I can go fishing. Yeah. And it starts wanting them to get more people into like, the sport. Even, Fantastic. Yeah. I had that week off, you know, and I fished. And I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, Monday through Friday, like, cool. I'm going to be, like, pretty much have this all to myself. No, not anymore. Not dude. the case anymore. Not, no. You go on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> on Wednesday, guide. I saw like twenty people on the river, and I'm like, "This is insane." Yeah, I yeah. floated. So I floated a river on Tuesday, and there was two other boats with us, and we ran into like twelve bank anglers on a river that normally does not have that many. In the middle of the week, on a Tuesday. But again, like for me, I loved it. Like we helped a guy land his fish. We we pulled over to the side of the thing, landed it with the landing net you for caught him. Caught yours. I caught, we, me and Phil both got four fish. You know, it was a great trip. Like you, I didn't mind seeing the people. Yeah. Are there times when I'm like, man, this sucks. There's a well, lot yeah. of guys on here. Absolutely. All of us anglers do that, which is part of the reason we say no river names. That's why we have that slogan because we love to teach anglers and advocate for the fisheries, but we're not going to hold your hand and we're show you all the special ruin spots the fun for you by telling you where to go. Yeah. You got to yeah, learn that on your own. You got to learn that on your own. And the yeah. other thing is, is a lot of these guys that bring us and invite us to these fisheries and stuff like they've been fishing them for a long time. So we try to respect them, you know, and I hope, I hope people see that. I know a lot of the logical people out there see it. A lot of the guys out there that are just idiot keyboard warriors are never going to see it, and I don't care because we'll never win those dudes over. No. Yeah, it's some but, battles you won't win. Yeah. Some they people. have to be there. Yeah, They have you to gotta be have there. Them. The good can exist. Yeah. Not everybody can love you. you don't anyway, want yeah, we got to start wrapping this up, but quickly we got to talk. So your season was good then, though, Josh. You caught, yeah, you caught some fish. You caught some big ones. For as much time as I put in, yeah, I'd say it was good. Yeah, and yeah, you kind of timed it at the right the, part. The quality of the fish, insane. And yeah, I timed it right because the water was dialed that whole week. And that's the one thing I noticed this year is all the fish are big. big. Yeah, big. we got good quality fish this year for sure. It seems like a lot of three- and four-year fish. What about you, Jordan? How's your season? It was fantastic. Yeah. 
all over the place. We still probably got a month left of yeah, it. Really, yeah, I got I got a lot yeah. of work ahead of me still. So we'll see what this. You'll see. We'll see if you're right about him showing up late. Yeah. Um. But you know, got the biggest three of the biggest fish I've ever gotten in my life this year. So can't complain there. Future YouTube video coming, folks. I know of Jordan's PB steelhead. Yeah, and then it had some awesome trips with clients. A lot of first steelhead ever. Samong's first steelhead ever. A lot, man. The most of the trips this year were people catching their first ones ever. If you guys don't know that, we did a little YouTube collab with Samong Yang Outdoors. He's a YouTuber up here in Washington. He came down and caught his first steelhead with us, so that was pretty awesome. You have, on the other hand, have had a fair to midland steelhead season so far. I've it's been. been a, <laughs> it's not one of the best been, ones I've ever had. But. No, no, no. no it's, it's the thing is, is with he's just been getting screwed constantly when I'm with Jordan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I'm with Jordan, I have not been having a good steelhead season. But like the week before we went to Michigan, I was catching two to three fish every day. Yeah. Every single day. And big ones. Yeah, that big hen with Colt. Like that's that when it snowed, when, whoops. When it snowed and that whole week before we went to Michigan, I was literally leaving work early and going every single day and was catching fish every day. That was perfect. Best case. And scenario. big ones. And that's why I was sad that. Well, for one, I was like, damn, I didn't even kind of want to go to Michigan because I was doing so good on <laughs> my local river. But the other thing was, like, when I came back, I was super pumped to fish the river again, and it just, they weren't around anymore. The fish were kind of gone. So hopefully over the next few days when the rivers continue to get lower and lower, it'll start stacking them up and we'll have some opportunity. They're getting down there already. Do some beat downs. Well, nonetheless, Springer's on the rise, guys. So let's tune in next week for uh, a Springer. I'm sure it'll be a Springer podcast of some sort. We'll have some guests well, I'm not in here. Ready. Talking about springers, and I thought that's where you'd be this week. I usually am, but I'm yeah. not ready yet. Not Josh yet. ain't ready I, yet. Because like, I fish steelhead so late in, late in the season, like, I'm ready to steelhead fish more. Yeah. But we do. We got some salmon episodes but coming. We got some springer episodes coming. We're going to be doing all sorts of, of new podcasts in the future. So make sure you guys subscribe. Make sure you turn on the bell if you're on YouTube or wherever you may be watching this, Spotify, all the different platforms. We appreciate everyone. We'll see you on the river. See you guys.